0: Lights, camera, action, folks. (laughs) Murray throws. Touchdown, Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins. Holly Rick Brown. All the way. Touchdown. Quarterback draw. Murray, can he get there? Touchdown.
1: Hello there, and welcome to episode 156 of the British Bird Gang Breakdown, and yeah, everything's basically gone to shit since we last (laughs) were here.
0: Yeah, it's all falling apart.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, what really more can we talk about in this episode? Because, you know, we did have a game to talk about from last night, but basically three plays into that, the season was over, everything was fucked, and now we have to talk about it, because that's what we do
0: on this podcast. Yeah, um back at it again so obviously cardinals played monday night football this week um against the patriots and you know aside from another loss uh taking us to uh, what even what even record uh does that take us to at the moment four is and, four, and yeah. four and nine um on the season but then of course uh, as you're alluding to kyler murray uh went down with a non-contact injury which we're now pretty certain, um, everyone seems to be saying that it was a is a, in fact a torn ACL, um, which is obviously season ending and probably gonna affect the next season as well because it's so late in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just heartbreaking, isn't it? Like, you know, three plays into the game on Monday night football slash Tuesday morning football for us a lot and you know it just goes up down no contact whatsoever you know i mean it didn't even look too bad in the replays yeah but... i mean
0: i i gotta say like uh yeah i was feeling quite hopeful about it because it did look you know it didn't have that classic twisting jerking motion that you see when a lot of people tear their acl
1: yeah i mean not like we we're doctors or any sort of experts on this podcast but you know
0: We've seen well, I, ACL tears watching, in the NFL, haven't we? Yeah, I've been watching the NFL for a long time now, well over a decade. So I've seen plenty of, of ACL tears, and that didn't look like a traditional one. But, um, yeah, it seems like it was, in fact, an ACL tear, which um, I don't know. You know, there's, there's obviously a lot of factors at play there, and sometimes it's just inevitable. But, you know, I've seen everyone blaming things from the state of the field to... The state of the um, Cardinals, physios and everything like that in between.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's just one of those things, isn't it? If it's going to happen, then it just happens because
0: yeah.
1: <clears throat> ACL doesn't really... I suppose any sort of knee injury can just happen just like that, can't it? You know, you just have to put your foot wrong, you know, land well, especially, awkwardly.
0: Yeah, especially for these guys because, you know, it's they're just so strong. They've got such strong muscles that they just out-train the ligament in the first place. And, you know, that they're basically, you know, they've made their legs so strong that the muscle is capable of tearing the tendon on its own, regardless of whether you, you know, physically twist it out the way, I guess. And I'm pretty sure that's, that's probably what's happened to Kyler there. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was just basically a nightmare to begin with this game, you know. I mean, even before the game started, we had an injury to Big Red, the mascot.
0: Yeah, apparently what he broke his ankle doing a flip at the start of the game or before the game or whatever. I've not seen
1: any sort of diagnosis on his like where he is in his recovery or anything like that. But I did see him like limp off the field after doing his usual sort Antics. of introduction yeah. thing. So yeah. that's oh, definitely not ideal.
0: Yeah, cursed game for sure. Um but yeah, I guess that's the you know the question of where that leaves us now. So obviously last week we spent quite a lot of time discussing. Uh, what you know, the remainder of games, how many wins Cliff Kingsbury would need to get to keep his job and all of that stuff, and that you know this throws that a little bit out of the window there, really.
1: I mean, yeah, in some ways it possibly does. You know, like he's got a certain like alibi, hasn't he? You know, where the Cardinals going to be losing, like possibly, like you know, finishing yeah. the season with a four and thirteen record if they lose out now.
0: Yeah, I mean, in theory, it's a great excuse, you know, I, oh, I had my backup quarterback. But I suppose the other thing is is that Colt McCoy has been known to win games before. He's a 1-1 this season. He won two last season.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it was dreadful last
0: night. It was, yeah. It was. It, it's... And, you know, this this was much more on par with the performance that he had against the 49ers earlier this season. Yeah, I mean,
1: obviously, like, he was thrown in at the deep end, literally, like, three plays into a game, and, you know, like, everything yeah, when, leading <clears throat> up to the game, it'd be like, yeah, Calum always taking all the snaps, you know, yeah. zero preparedness or anything like that. But, I mean, even still, Cole McCoy's like, you say, he's, like, the model professional, isn't he? So, he'd have been yeah, ready regardless. I, it I, was I, just I do, dreadful yeah, performance.
0: Yeah, I believe, I believe he would have been, you know, ready for it and things like that. But, I mean, it, obviously the, the Patriots are a good team and everything like that. But I just felt like the whole team was obviously thrown off by Kyler being injured and um, kind of rightfully so, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, the amount of times I was thinking to myself, you know, I should just call it a night, shouldn't I? I shouldn't be up at this time watching football when it's Kyle when, you know, Kyler is injured Suffering yeah. through Colt McCoy overthrowing wide receivers, wide open receivers, you know, not making plays when he should be making plays. Just It, it was just, uh, I mean, it wasn't a terrible game, but it was just like no, no. so deflating just after what happened to Kyle Murray. It was like no one really cared anything.
0: Yeah, and I, I do think that between, say, the halfway through the first quarter and halfway through the third quarter, it looked like a game that would was potentially winnable, Um, you know, even with the Kyler Murray injury. But, um, you know, every time they were getting close to the red zone, it was just stalling out. Every time, you know, there was penalties, all of that stuff. And then, of course, from, um, I think pretty much from DeAndre Hopkins' little fumble onwards, it it just was a, a rollover.
1: Yeah, I mean, that just seemed to be, like, the beginning of the end, really, in this game. Yeah, it was
0: a bit of a catalyst for everything else falling apart, really, wasn't
1: it? I mean, there were moments, like, throughout the game, you know, where it was, like, like you say, it was close, you know, Cardinals actually led for quite a portion of the game, so...
0: Yeah, which has been really rare for us this season, you know? Even in a few of our wins, we've never actually led. It was just, like... It was such a disjointed game though,
1: like, you know, there were so many injuries, like we had injuries, the Patriots had injuries, you know. That Prater well, missed is, field goals. It was yeah. just
0: Well, this is interesting because this is actually a little bit of um of where that field conspiracy came in that I was talking about earlier. Um the I, th- I think it was Bill Belichick was apparently complaining about the state of the of the Cardinals field. Um and A few, I think it was Andy Reid as well, like way back at the start of the season, was saying that the sod was loose and everything like that. Um, So there's, you know, there's some potential reasoning to think that uh, even sort of groundskeeping is doing this and it's not helping at least.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, then you hear other people saying, you know, like it's like the best surface in the NFL just to, yeah, how they like. Look after it and, like, you know, it has its whole process of going outside and then inside. But I suppose they have been training on it all season long, haven't they? So, yeah, that's obviously th- going to like eventually wear it down.
0: I think, as well, you know, that with uh, NFL specifically, you know, a lot of these guys are just used to playing on completely flat, artificial turf as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's got to be different, just obviously going for different surfaces to surfaces because, like, all the teams in the NFL, like, Seem to have like different sorts of fields, don't they? So they do, yeah. And it's so, like, it's like you, something know, it... you can do like one size fits all though, can't they?
0: Well, yeah, I mean there's there's just too many weathers and things like that, but I feel like they could um they could either mandate that it needs to be, you know, real grass and you need to do it like the the Cardinals do, you know, have it outside or inside or like however you're gonna do it, it needs to be real grass, or everyone plays on the same artificial turf, you know. But I mean, artificial turf is
1: probably the worst thing because that's where most of the injuries seem to come from.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, it's just it's difficult to mandate and everything like that. But I think you know when you see when you see people getting injured like this, I mean, it's obviously a dangerous game in the first place. But um, you know, if it is the field that's the problem, poor. Poor groundskeeping should be, uh, you know, it should be something that they can they can find a way around.
1: Yeah, I mean, they should go like hire groundskeeper Willie, shouldn't they? Sort
0: <laughs> out. Get some Scotsmen out there doing their doing their ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, as you said, plenty of uh, plenty of injuries everywhere. Uh, generally, not a, not a great game for Cardinals all around. No, I mean, at the
1: moment, throughout the game, you know, scattered, like, big plays here and there, but...
0: Yeah. Clearly, but it's like enough if you,
1: to get the win.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at, like, our uh, big guys that are, you know, consistently putting up numbers every week, win or loss, hmm. DeAndre Hopkins only had 80 yards on, to be fair, on seven receptions, which is pretty good. Um, but... You know, you could forgive that with him being with Colt McCoy throwing the ball, um, but if you look at James Connor uh, and and the rushing uh, game, he had 15 carries for only 85 yards.
1: He had a couple of catches as well, didn't he? And the uh, touchdown.
0: He did, yeah. And the touchdown was spectacular as well. What a rush for a touchdown! Yeah, I
1: mean that was impressive. You know, it I looked think... like he was stopped about six yards short, but then still yeah. was able to power his way into the end zone
0: through pretty much every member of the Patriots defense.
1: Yeah, it's the sort I of think he brings to the team, is not it? So,
0: yeah. Um, you know, we've got a, we've developed a little bit of a history really of the in the past few years of having really good running backs, you know, for a year or two and then uh, them just falling apart. And I, I really hope that doesn't happen to James Conner because he's been a delight to watch.
1: I mean he was another one who was struck down by what looked like an injury in the game yep. as well. Like, he was down on the sidelines for quite a while after being tackled out
0: of bounds by a Patriots player. But I believe he's hmm. he's expected to play against Denver next week, right? Oh yeah, I mean he came back into the game, you know.
1: It was only yep. out for possibly like a few plays, maybe a series or two.
0: Just to get in scene too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like a serious injury or anything like that. It was just I mean from a selfish point of view, I was playing against him in fantasy, so had he gone out <laughs> yeah. to that point, then I'd have won the game. But sadly he came back in, got the yards, scored the touchdown, and I lost the fantasy game. So got to have it all, I suppose.
0: But at I mean, least we um at least we didn't get beaten, what, twenty seven to six?
1: Yeah, I mean at least it made the score
0: look respectable for the
1: Cardinals yeah.
0: at least. Yeah. But Speaking of injuries, uh, obviously a big injury on defense as well.
1: I mean, there was two actually.
0: Uh, Well, I was thinking specifically there of Zach Allen's hand.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Um, that's a big loss, you know. Especially when this was a game where, surprise, surprise, he only had to make like one or two big plays, and he was named the British Bird Breakdown Player of the Game. From the poll that I did this yeah. morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he's, um, I think he's, you know, such a likable guy that that's going to happen as well. But you know, it's always the losses that bring out the slightly weird votes,
1: and also like the like very low amount of votes because there I mean, was only just over a hundred cast.
0: Yeah, which is just so <laughs> insane compared to like a, a good week when we win, we can get like what close to a thousand.
1: I mean, it's like four to five hundred, I think, usually.
0: I'd I think we had a thousand last year in one of the big games that we won. Might have
1: been, yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things. Sometimes people vote, sometimes it just won't. Yeah. So something we can't mandate people to vote, even though it yeah. would be ideal. But yeah, like that injury to Zach Allen's not exactly ideal. You know, he's already been ruled out of the Denver game this coming weekend. Yeah, with what they're calling a hand injury. Obviously, no more further specifics other than that. I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean it could be anything from a, a broken finger to a tendon injury or, you know, um maybe something more serious, but uh I imagine if they've not put him on IR, it's probably something that can be dealt with in a week or two. But I don't know, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm looking at the <clears throat> I'm looking at the remainder of this year, I'm looking at uh Zach Allen and trying to maybe just keep him healthy for next year as well. Thinking maybe maybe we'll just kinda Keep him uh, a bit limited on snaps or something.
1: I mean, it's one of those things. Like he is a defensive lineman, so technically, yep. if it was like a broken hand, because he's wearing one of those you comically could, large,
0: where the club, yeah,
1: yeah, one of those comically large clubs on his hand, and then just bat defensive lineman around the head
0: with it. <laughs> I do always enjoy it when they've got the club on.
1: But again, I mean, he's out of contract at the end of this season, so.
0: It's yeah, not but, exactly
1: ideal for him to lose out on. I mean, obviously the Cardinals should be trying to resign him anyway, because...
0: Yeah, I mean, the one that's the one good thing about it, I guess, from the Cardinals' point of view, is that hopefully it means that it just makes him that bit cheaper at the end of the season, because he's got, you know, maybe a... Well, he's definitely got one game less to put on something really spectacular on film. Yeah, but I mean, he's been
1: decent throughout the season, so yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that'll really lessen his price tag, and, you yeah. know, I think well, he's got just, five and a half sacks this year as well.
0: Yeah. I was thinking more along the lines of if he um if he made like one or two really, really good plays that garnered national attention, that's the kind of thing that can increase your price tag. Even if it doesn't change, you know, your overall performance on the year, if that makes sense. If you get highlight plays that just get seen by a lot of people, it just ups your price tag.
1: Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean by that. And hopefully, you know, we will get to see him again in a Cardinals uniform because, yeah, like I say, it's, I, not, it's not often that we get like a second round pick getting a second contract here. So,
0: yeah. Um, if he could be and, like
1: here forever, that would be great.
0: And he is. He's a hes a likable guy. He's a good player. So, uh, I'd like to see him stick around, um, especially when, you know, I'm, I'm looking at our list of defenders and I'm thinking, you know, someone like JJ Watt, for example. Probably isn't going to stick around with the organization as it is just now.
1: I mean, it's hard to say, isn't it? You know, JJ Watt could easily retire at the end of this season. Yeah, uh, easily. Not be that. Being that. Um,
0: mm. Point is, is I can't, I can't see him. You know, sticking around for another year just because, like, oh, there's a chance we're going to win something. You know, with with things the way they are.
1: Yeah, I mean he could have his pick of any team in the NFL really, you know, if he should want to move on and like try and chase a
0: ring elsewhere. Yeah. He's practically worth it in shirt value alone, really, at this point.
1: I mean it would be a big loss for us, but you know, we it, could it understand would... it if he doesn't want to stick around after <clears> this season.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um do you say someone else on defense got injured? Because I've I've missed that in the in the after action reports. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: Marco Wilson went down mm. pretty early in the game as well, and never returned early into, early onto the sideline in street clothes.
0: Yeah, that'd be why we were seeing some, uh, some young sort of new fresh cornerbacks as well then.
1: Yeah, we saw twenty one in uh defensive backfield causing penalties, you know, bringing us back <laughs> memories of a certain Patrick Peterson. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely felt that way of it, didn't it?
1: Also I think Christian Matthew got a few snaps, you know, the guy from Valdosta State.
0: Yep. That's uh he's he's definitely he's on here for uh one solo tackle in the box score and one pass defended. I mean you can't really
1: expect much really against no, the Patriots of course not.
0: but of course you know. Um, I do think, in, in general, the de- the defense played well. You know, when when we were in that sort of golden period, that golden half of the game, um, when it looked like we could win it or at least stay in a respectable distance, I think the defense was really the, the driving factor there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the defense did make a play early on in the game when Isaiah Simmons got another interception on his total
0: for the season. Yeah. Yeah, that was a it was great interception as well.
1: I think you did sort of barge saving Collins out of the way from it, though, <laughs> looking at back on the replays.
0: I mean, I think ultimately, like, if you come up with it, then I'm fine with that. You know, if you're like, I know I can get this ball, because I think that's mostly what people are thinking about at a time like that, instead of thinking about it as a, um, you know, the, I, don't, a... I, I don't think they're <laughs> looking at it as like, this is my chance for personal glory. I mean, some of them might be thinking that way. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it happens, but I, I think, in the, um, in the moment, you're probably more concentrating on trying to catch the ball. Yeah, absolutely. China, I mean, it was
1: a, yeah, it was a ricochet from. I think it was a like Cam Thomas put Mac Jones under pressure, and he like put out a really bad pass. It sort of like sailed up in the air, and then like. Dipped down, and then it was like Isaiah Simmons was able to get the ball just before saving Collins. Although, although I mean, later in the game, Zaven Collins was arguably robbed of another return touchdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a shame to see Zaven Collins do that, but he had a good game on his own. You know, he he seemed to be kind of everywhere for a little while at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just saving Collins is like he's been solid this year. Hasn't he? You know, like after the disappointment of his rocky season, it's
0: yeah like, just really settled into it
1: yeah i mean he still obviously makes mistakes here and there you know he gets caught in coverage but it is what it is you know definitely looking a lot better than he was as a rookie so
0: yeah that's progress
1: at least isn't it that's what you want to see
0: absolutely and i'm sure he'll continue to progress until his uh final year with us at which point he'll just explode and then we can't afford him again
1: yeah i mean obviously at some point we will have to try and get to the point of do we resign him you know do we give him a fifth year option all that sort of thing
0: but you know that'll probably be like
1: episode 200 or something like that
0: yeah for the meantime we've got a guy who's developing well you know coming into his third year next year which is is really good to see um you know it's one of the kind of bright spots i guess and there's a few of them in these young guys
1: yeah absolutely i mean we do need a lot more of them to like come through and you like we do need to actually start drafting a lot better for like these yeah. younger sort of talents you know so we actually have like building blocks for the future because at the moment we've got like a handful of guys that you'd want to build around
0: yeah exactly and and you know you just can't you can't let a team you know be built around that smaller group of a group of guys No, I mean, you definitely
1: need... Obviously, we've got the quarterback sorted, although, I mean, some people do dispute that fact, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I do... You know, it's something I was going to bring up maybe later on, but um, at what point does Kyler Murray start to gain the injury-prone tag?
1: I mean, in some people's eyes, he's already got that, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, well, that's just, you know, at some point, it's going to have to... um, At some point, it's going to have to, to be talked about i guess of whether or not he really is injury prone because i mean that's obviously twice this season he was injured last season um i can't remember if he was injured the season before that uh but you know it's it's starting to become a common sight again to see a cardinals backup quarterback
1: i mean he hasn't played the full season at all in the nfl i think
0: i'm sure uh, i've read that somewhere I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. It's definitely felt like that. I mean, he possibly
1: played all of his rookie year, but even then, that's just off the top of my head. I'm not sure. But I'm sure I've read it somewhere. You know, he's missed at least one game every year of his career. And now, yeah. obviously, carry into 2023 because there's no way he'll be ready for week one unless he's got some sort of like miraculous Violet recovery. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or if it turns out that it's not his ACL, and all of the chat's been for not, but I'm pretty sure it's going to turn out to be the ACL. Yeah, I
1: mean, how's the replacement coming in your laboratory?
0: <laughs> well, it's going to take a while to grow one, unfortunately. So I think we'll just have to wait for him to um, repair himself. But yeah, uh, I think you're right insofar as. That we're unlikely to see him week one next year. I mean, it's just
1: just because how late
0: it's happened in the season, isn't that's it? just it, isn't it? It's just Like carries over, you know. It's a, it's another classic Cardinals cruelty, isn't it? Because in a in a in a less cruel world, he would have torn his ACL like back at the sort of early half of this season when we kind of already knew that it was a foregone conclusion that it was going to be a bad season, um, and then we would have just been. You know hunky-dory we could have just kind of forgotten about the season then and there and he would have been fine for next season
1: yeah just as we're talking there has been some cardinals news breaking we, Go you know, on we mentioned him a little bit ago making the fun of wearing number 21 getting penalties the cardinals have just waived trayvon mullen the cornerback
0: oh interesting okay do you think that's just based on the general performance that we saw, or do you think they need to make some uh some roster space? I'm just
1: assuming it's like cause he's not been playing well and like yeah. he's not really been playing at all, has he?
0: Yeah, fair. I guess and then you get this chance and then you're just not playing well with that chance you're given.
1: Yeah, so just could get rid of it. I mean it cost us a seventh round pick, but who cares really?
0: Yeah. I mean seventh round. Like, if we can't draft well in the first and second round, what's the seventh round got gonna have as far as
1: Exactly. It's just a mess,
0: isn't it? <laughs> oh I, I
1: don't understand this organization and yet here we are every week talking about them.
0: Yeah. We're just you know back at it every week and, and um it's just a it is a mess, you know. the thing that i really don't understand i think at this point is how we went from uh you know an eight win streak the longest win streak in the nfl last year to this this year because you know don't get me wrong the second half of last year was poor um, but at least it had its bright spots, whereas I feel like the whole of this year has been worse than that second half of last year. Yeah, I mean, this year, it just seemed...
1: I mean, obviously we'll talk about this a lot more in depth when it comes to the actual end of the season, because even though Calamari is injured, it does... and it feels like the end of the season, still <laughs> we still do have four games left to talk about.
0: Yeah, annoyingly.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, in- I mean, personally we'd rather like, just completely forget about to, everything.
0: See if we could just, like, accept... The, the, that's the end of the season and give in, not have to play it out. Uh, I think I would take it at this point, to be honest.
1: I think mean, you manage to do that in the British American football leagues, don't they? So, yeah. You not sure. just like wait, like forfeit the games or something like that.
0: Yeah. Just be like, oh, I can't be bothered traveling. I'm going to forfeit it, you know?
1: Wait, I would have anyone's actually forfeited a game in the NFL. Probably not. It's probably I, I... rules against it, isn't it?
0: No, well actually I know there's actually rules for it. There's like specific rules of like if you can't get a certain number of players to the to the host city and things like that, you can like forfeit. But um I think, you know, a lot of those rules were written in the twenties when all the players were needing to be like rounded up from sort of various factories and all that sort of stuff where they were working their real jobs.
1: Yeah, I mean, these days I don't think there's any sort of excuse for that happening, is there? No, I mean we could always look into it, you know, just on the just on the off chance. But nah, four more games, we still have to talk about four more yeah. games to suffer through. I'm just having we'll a, I,
0: having a quick look at those four games. So uh, there's the Denver game, which I think I'm sure we'll talk about uh, a little bit towards the end of this podcast and in, in kind of more specifics. And then we've got the Buccaneers, the Falcons, and the 49ers again to for a really painful way to end the season.
1: I know the 49ers with their rookie sensation, Mr. Irre- irrelevant quarterback.
0: Yeah, who's just come out absolutely, you know, all guns blazing, right?
1: He feels better than Jimmy Garoppolo anyway, but not that that's saying much.
0: Yeah, it's not saying much, but, uh, you know, it will still be painful. It was hard enough facing them. Uh, in Mexico, but now they, they seem to be on a bit of an upward trend.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think week fifth, this week actually coming, they play the Seahawks, don't they? So that could do, basically yeah. clinch the division for either of those teams.
0: And more likely San Francisco, because I think San Francisco's mm-hmm. nine and four now, whereas Seattle's seven and six.
1: Yeah, so probably clinch the division, won't they?
0: Yeah, they're... given that, how
1: many games are left.
0: Yeah, I think if they lose to Seattle, it Puts the division open still, but I think if they win it, I think they, they, they basically clinch it.
1: Probably um, did not care about those teams. On yeah. Podcast. Well,
0: mean meanwhile, uh, we're looking at the uh, at the uh, LA Rams below us, and we're now sitting on the same record as them, ahead only by points four. Yeah,
1: and also they don't have their first round draft pick because someone decided to trade it away for Matthew Stafford. Oh man. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. I know it's a right for more, like Detroit. You know they're having a pretty good season on a nice run at the moment, and then you got to get like a possibly like top five pick out of it.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it's top five, you know, unless uh, LA decides to go on a bit of a run, but uh, that's looking doubtful for them as well as us. I mean, you do
1: have Baker Mayfield a quarterback now, so anything's yeah, possible.
0: That's true. You know, I've seen I've seen teams turn around for worse. Unfortunately, never the Cardinals turning around like that.
1: No, we just turn around to get worse.
0: Yeah. I could see us finding a way to like win out of a really good draft pick. That would be something that the Cardinals would do.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're obviously going to keep trying to win, aren't they? But like, I've actually said this before, but it's like we could look like they're tanking, but in actual fact, it's like the Cardinals' replacement to just that bad. They yeah, be, exactly. Like you wouldn't be competitive in any of these games anyway.
0: Yeah, you don't, you don't need to tank at that point.
1: Not when like Colt McCoy's at the wheel. I'm joking. I mean, Colt McCoy's had these moments, hasn't he? But this one was definitely not one of those moments. I think he actually yeah. posted the worst QBR of the week,
0: going back to ESPN statistics. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised by that. I think, um, yeah, there's, there's just no... Um, you you can excuse the guy because like as we sort of said before you know he went in not expecting to to start and all of that stuff and he's obviously not a a number one quarterback but you got to wonder if uh you know so many other teams are sitting on qb2s that are able to at least carry the franchise a little bit why we're not as well i mean it's hard to say because, like, we've had success with him, haven't we? So we have, but it seems to only be like a game or two per season. Which obviously you would hope that you don't need to see him for more than a game or two. But given you know the the recent run of form, I think Cole has played now. This was his fifth or sixth game in the last two or three years, and out of those, he's had two good games, three good games. It's not a great hit rate. Oh, no, obviously not. But, I mean, it's probably
1: like a 50% hit rate, which... Yeah. I mean, that could equate to yeah. two further wins
0: this season. Yeah. I guess, you know, what? I think what my problem is, now that I'm thinking about it, is not so much that he's got such a low win rate. It's that he's so bad when he's not playing well. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's such a big difference between Colt McCoy playing really well and able to... Bring a team to victory and Colt McCoy playing badly, um, which is what we saw this week.
1: Yeah, we haven't actually even mentioned the score of this game, have we?
0: No, we, we. I think I did mention it right at the start, but yeah, twenty-seven thirteen to the Patriots. Which um, you know, fourteen of those points taken away from a draw came from that sort of second half of the third quarter onwards.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, one of the touchdowns came from a rare DeAndre Hopkins no. mishap when he fumbled the ball and it was recovered
0: and returned for a touchdown. Yeah, it's not often you see him uh, drop the ball once he's got it, right?
1: I mean, I suppose his ball security does sometimes leave a lot to be desired, should we say?
0: Yeah. But, I mean, um, yeah, it's it's rare to see him really, truly uh, fumble a pass, I guess, rather than not quite catch it in the first place.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's Nelson Aguilar, is he?
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was was just a really unfortunate one. The the way the way it was dropped and the you know manner in which it was dropped just led to uh, a very obvious pick set. Well, not pick six, a very obvious uh, fumble return for a touchdown. Um, that was just always going to happen from that position. Like, as soon as the ball was dropped, I could have told you right then and there that it was going to be uh, seven points.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did actually own up to his mistake afterwards. You know, like, he was very apologetic looking on the sidelines, so he have to respect yeah, him I mean, for that.
0: i got to say, like, uh, this is, you know, it's big fair play to Hopkins. He's, he's been very good about these kind of things in general, and he's just really, you know, really is, like, one of the guys, like, you know... No diva mentality from him.
1: No, no, I mean, he's just one of those players, isn't he? Like, he's always reliable, I would say.
0: Yeah, he's very, um, he's very Larry Fitzgerald, is what he is, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're lucky to have, like, obviously, Larry Fitzgerald for, like, so long, and then we've now had DeAndre Hopkins. Nice to go from one to the other.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, although there are now people saying, you know, we should probably trade him away because 2023 is going to be a write off, and he wouldn't want to be around that.
0: Well, you know, I, there's something I could see to the argument to sending him away, and it's that um, he still has a, an awful lot of trade value now, um, but he's definitely not getting any younger, and that trade value is likely to just go down, especially from 2024 onwards. So, you know, you're either saying, like, okay, well, we'll just hold on to him until he either, you know, is ready to leave or, uh, We just, you know, want to get rid of them and and that's it. Um, Or like ready to retire, who knows. Uh, Or we send them away now and and get, you know, something in return, some draft picks, some new talent, whatever it is, uh, and start rebuilding the team around them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know.
1: It's one of those things. Like, gotta weigh it all up. Like, come the end of the season, because obviously that's the sort of decision a new GM would possibly make. You know, they want to yeah. clear a house. You know, clear up some cap room so they can put their they... mark on this roster.
0: Yeah. That being said, you know, I'm not, I'm not always a big fan of um, immediately writing off a season be- before it's even begun.
1: I know, absolutely. I mean, but you know, everyone likes to think the worst, don't they? It's a lot easier to be negative than it is to be positive.
0: Well, especially this season, anyway. I mean, you and I, we we generally on this podcast have tried to be positive as much as we can. You know, we were uh, have been in the past big proponents of Cliff and kind because you know it's more fun to be positive and um, also because we've always, as we've always said, you know, what's the alternative? But I don't know this this season has killed an awful lot of positivity for me.
1: I mean it's one of those things, like we can defend them as much as we want, but like eventually there's like executives and reasons to gotta run out, aren't they? And I think well, they yeah, have a run out now.
0: That's just it. You know, um as much as we can keep saying like, oh, you know, uh Clef's scheme is really good, but they just need the, the players to execute it or they just need the talent or they just need whatever. Um, at some point you would expect that the the very good scheme would get some wins along the way, even with not ideal personnel. Um, or maybe that it would be not a very good scheme if it can't be uh, executed by the team that you have. Uh, and, you know, same with uh, same with Steve Kime as well. You know, for all we were sort of trying to defend them and everything like that, sort of saying, oh, people expect the world with draft picks and things. You know, you, you can only spend so many years with seeing so many draft picks just Amount to very little uh, before you have to think, well, maybe it is the drafting that's the problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I sort of, like I've always said the same thing, you know, like sometimes you just get lucky with draft picks, don't you? Other times it's just bad luck. But, well, you know, when eventually it's, when it all it's just maps up, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you've you got to expect that uh, a, a really good GM would be hitting at least a sort of s- you know, middling average um, of really good players that they find somewhere in the draft. But, yeah, I mean, the one thing that I hope uh, that we're all clear on here, and by we, I mean Cardinals fans in general, is that getting in a new GM and or... uh, Head coach is not going to be a magic fix-all It's going to be a painful process You know, it's a really hard trap to fall into To expect that bringing in, you know, new personnel Is going to all of a sudden turn the team into, like, Super Bowl contenders
1: Yeah, absolutely I mean, like, someone may come in and, like, try and completely decimate the roster You know, like, you can see, like, there's too many Too much dead weight on the roster, you know Yeah players who just aren't worth their money so obviously they want to get rid of them however they can you know like trade them cut them and then it's like what are you going to do like with the draft picks are they going to trade down get some more for like future years yeah you know, like it's part of a rebuild so i mean yeah, if someone it, does come in i think it would be like a complete rebuild needed because yeah, someone's like, not going to like take steve camp's half-assed job on and like think oh yeah i can fix it's just here and there.
0: But, well, considering I mean, just how well, how, how much it's not been working, you know, I think you really need to consider the full rebuild option and, you know, when you do that full rebuild, it is
1: painful. I mean, that's the thing with the Cardinals though, they've never actually done a full rebuild, have they? No,
0: nah, even the uh, when we were talking about a full rebuild when Cliff came in, you know, it really was just a case of bring in Kyler and uh, re-sign some wide receivers, that was it, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like completely like blowing up everything that happened, like in the Rosen mm-hmm. era, like even the Bruce Arians era before that.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So,
1: um, they, it's they've been never actually. Turnover. Yeah, they've never actually fully committed to a rebuild. I think it's been more like a retool.
0: Yeah, I mean a rebuild, like a full rebuild, as it is, is is still really rare. I know, but like some teams managed
1: to do it. Like
0: obviously, yeah, yeah. you see, like Detroit, they've
1: they're sort of getting some positive movements like from all their years of being completely shit. It's it's true. It's very true. It's just obviously a long-term process. You know, it's like they yeah. say Rome wasn't built in a day. Never was an NFL franchise.
0: Absolutely. Um and yeah, it, it's gonna be a long, long, difficult process. That's if it even happens, you know, I, but I do think um I think that if uh if Bidwell decides that Cliff and Kime, Cliff and our Um, are getting another year even, um, or they're getting a stay of execution, I think he faces a little bit of a rebellion, not just from the fans whose opinion, you know, let's face it, doesn't really matter, Um, but I can see the media starting to turn on them as well, um, including a lot of the local Arizona media, which, you know, that's the kind of thing that can cause problems. I
1: mean, to be honest, most of them have turned against them anyway already, so...
0: Yeah, but I think and even they, the, all,
1: they can actually turn against them.
0: Yeah, even the, the traditionally Cardinals friendly guys are all starting to go is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like obviously they lost British Bird Gang as well, so that's not a good That's not a yeah. good sign, is
0: it? No, definitely not. I mean, we were definitely among the, the less important supporters, maybe, but the um the more vocal supporters of Cliff Kyme.
1: But, yeah, I mean, like, if change happens, it happens, and then, you know, we'll support whatever change is made. But if there isn't anything, then, I don't know, I suppose, like, they'll just be on, like, the shortest, least imaginable, won't they?
0: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, if there's no change, um, presumably it's going to be, at least behind the scenes, a do-it-or-leave deal. Like
1: last-chance saloon sort of thing. Yeah, basically. absolutely.
0: Like, like maybe even uh, stay above this record after this week. Uh, or we'll just replace you right then and there, you know.
1: Yeah, some sort of
0: yeah. I could
1: see that possibly happening, you know. But again, these are things in the future that we have no control over whatsoever, and like may never actually happen. So we're just speculating, aren't we?
0: Really? <laughs> we we are. I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's stop speculating about things in the future that may or may not happen. Let's consign another uh, dreadful Cardinals loss to the history books um and let's talk about some fantasy football and then talk about next week's game and then wrap up.
1: Yeah, I think we do need possibly a bigger like we need a bigger history book now because this one's getting a bit too full.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we've had a we've had a tough old time, haven't we really?
1: we like we could adding every game to it, aren't we? But Yeah. Sometimes it's gonna run out of space. But yeah, fantasy football and Yeah, it's coming up to that sort of time of the year where you know teams will be making the playoffs. Others will be looking at who they should draft in the rookie drafts next year, seeing where they can pick. Yeah, and Bergang Bowl as well, that'll be adding to its conclusion before long.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, And I'm sort of heading on the same path as you towards probably not getting a number one pick, but trying to find a a nice high pick there. Yeah. I've got a, a team which i i swear I'm not intentionally tanking but I'm just no longer um bothering to set optimal things um lots of zeros across the board uh, actually lots of zeros on my bench as well um but lost uh 65 to 210 uh in the dynasty league which i'm I'm pleased with to get you know, closer to that sort of number one picks uh spot um whereas in the uh in the bird gang bowl itself i did in fact win this week um wheres my score 111.98 to 70.06 um which takes me I believe just off the bottom of that league
1: yeah I mean my bird gang bowl hoop seemed to have been dashed now because I've lost two in a row
0: oh that you were so close to the playoffs as well right?
1: I know, but I was always on the outside looking in. But then losing to the team that was ranked fourth this past week didn't help me either. But I mean, I had like so many players just not turn up this week. Like I had ninety-two points, my opponent had one hundred and fifty-eight. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like literally no one turned up for me.
0: I mean, sometimes it just happens, doesn't it? Or you end up with like a bunch of, um, a bunch of injuries.
1: Yeah, and then the Dynasty League. I could have actually had. that lost this week. I may have been in position to have the number one pick for next year in the rookie draft.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but my but team decided end, right?
1: to show up.
0: <laughs> Classic. I this know, is it's what a, the Cardinals are going to do to us. I'm telling you.
1: It's annoying now because, like, the whole season, have just like so many players just haven't scored. And then this week I put up 168 points to Darren's 108 points. Whereas the the team bottom team actually won as well. I mean they put like 200 points somehow.
0: Um, yeah, I mean it's it's just getting towards that sort of silly end of the season, isn't it? Because um, a lot of teams, especially fantasy teams, just rack up that many injuries and all sorts of things like that. And then and and in a dynasty league as well. You don't necessarily want to get rid of um, guys on injured reserve, unlike in a, in a sort of standard fantasy league when you can just get rid of them.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it all comes down to this last week as well, because I mean, I am playing the team who are currently fourth in the league. So they're on Ooh, the edges yeah. of the playoffs at nine and five, when I mean, there's two teams on eight and six. So if they won and the team in four lost, then they could possibly take their place in the playoffs. So I can't really tank this week because that would be unfair to them. Yeah, but if I got... do win and you or Darren lose, then we'd all be on
0: like five and ten. Yeah, yeah, we'd be uh, So I may go from
1: like second overall pick to like third or fourth.
0: Yeah, it's all it's all quite um flexible in that whole part, isn't it really?
1: Yeah, it's like it's tight at the top, tighter at the bottom. But, I mean, I've I'm, I'm just got to play my team as I would anyway. Yeah, you know, that's, like, I think that's, that's a just a team, because that's just... But well, It wouldn't be fair on anyone else. What about the pickups this week? How did you do in that?
0: Uh, I got seven points in the Pick'ems. Um, could be better, could be worse. I mean, it was
1: better than I got, because I only got six this week. I mean, there was
0: a few upsets this week, so...
1: I mean, there were some crazy games, like the Detroit Lions winning, I suppose the Jaguars winning, the Panthers winning...
0: Yeah, yeah. Just a lot of stuff you wouldn't have called and, you know, I think this week it looks like if there was ever going to be a week to have some good upsets, this would be one of them given that there's quite a few games that the um, the public vote, at least, I mean, it's very early on, but a lot of the public votes are 90 plus percent one way or another.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did actually change my pick on the Monday Night Football to the Patriots, so had I sticked the Cardinals, I would only scored five.
0: Uh, yeah, Um it is what it is. Well, we're keeping it, uh, keeping it tight towards the end of the season.
1: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, coming up this weekend, we've actually got a Saturday football as well.
0: Oh yeah, it's all uh, getting a bit strange, isn't it? Because it's close to Christmas.
1: Yeah. So yeah, make sure you get your picks in early, I suppose. Make yeah. sure you get set your fantasy lineups early. Yeah, that's well, something. that's
0: the that's the one that always catches me. But then again, I try and have it set by. For Thursday night football, anyway, just set the full weeks. Yeah, you
1: know we mentioned the Trayvon Mullen getting cut thing. Yeah, he did actually play 42
0: snaps last night. That's pretty impressive. So maybe they just think that they saw enough that they were thinking, "Yep, that's it. You're you're not you're not the guy."
1: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a weird one, especially like when you're already down Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson, possibly so.
0: Again, like you know, maybe they're pointing towards more bringing somebody up from the practice squad, signing somebody in, I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe they just got to use this last four games, you know, to, like, see how guys like Christian and Matthew play.
0: It would make sense, right? You know, like, it's like it's a foregone conclusion of a season. Um, make some space on the roster, bring up some guys from the practice squad and give them a go.
1: Yeah, plus they're going up against Russell Wilson this week, possibly. So, you know,
0: well, it's isn't... actually the worst
1: guy to go against, is it? Isn't
0: Russ, Isn't it maybe um, Russell Wilson going to be out? I mean, possibly,
1: but we could talk about that now because we're onto our game preview for this next Cardinals game.
0: I, you know, I don't think this will be a fun game to watch in oh, the way that you know football games usually are, because the Cardinals are traveling to Denver to play one of the few other teams in the NFL who's having as bad a year as they are. I mean the. Good thing about that is through.
1: Well, I suppose the only difference between the two teams is that the Broncos are getting mercil- mercilessly ripped for their trade with Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, well, the I Cardinals mean, aren't. Yeah, obviously Russell Wilson, long-time Seahawk, long-time bane of the Cardinals. You know, somebody who used to come and beat us generally once a year, sometimes twice, um, ended our playoff hopes a couple times as well. Um, And, yeah, uh, made a move down to Denver over the summer in what's turning out to be possibly one of the worst trades, uh, other than maybe the Deshaun Watson trade, potentially, but one of the worst trades in the the past couple of years, at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just... I I don't know where to begin with that one, but, I mean, there is the possibility he may not even be playing this weekend because he did suffer a concussion late in the... Past game.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether he clears concussion protocol, but I don't think that um I don't think that they will be rushing to get him out at any point soon.
1: I suppose he may have some like magic water at home, you know, possibly help him recover quickly.
0: In one of his many bathrooms, you mean?
1: Yeah. I mean he did actually get quite close to that total. I think he got three touchdowns this past week.
0: Yeah, yeah, the I it would it's just our luck, isn't it, that all of a sudden the Broncos season turns around from only being able to score nine points uh, two weeks ago to scoring twenty seven or something. Was it this this week? Yeah, I think it was twenty seven, and then he still lost the game. Yeah, um, finding a way to lose. We know an awful awful lot what that feels like, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it could possibly be a case of Colt McCoy versus Brett Ripien. Yeah, Bre- backup quarterback Brett- Ripien? So. Ripien. Ripien. I don't know what you want to call them, but backup yeah. QBs. <laughs> like, that's all you want to see, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, we've seen a couple battle of the backups so far this season, but this could be uh, right up there. Then I mean, again, the Broncos, are...
1: the Broncos' defense is pretty good, so I'd say, they are, yeah. I'd say the Cardinals are okay as well, so possibly we will just see... Like, see which defence is better, basically, at scoring points. Yeah,
0: as the Simpsons might call it, uh, <laughs> a low-scoring, high-kicking kind of affair.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that, because it's also a mile-high stadium, isn't it, or whatever they call it these days. Yeah,
0: yeah, the the um, sort of longest kicks in the NFL, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got, like, Brandon McManus versus
0: Matt Prater, so... Yeah. Again, two two of the longer kickers in the uh, in the league as well.
1: I suppose when Cliff Kingsbury doesn't want to go for it on fourth down, anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a whole uh, different story.
0: Yeah, it sure is. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, we'll see how it comes down. But it does look like obviously two teams with better defenses than they have offenses. Um, the Broncos, I guess, have something to prove. And uh, yeah, backup quarterback Brett Ripon. You know, it, it would be a very Um, Cardinals thing to happen for them to suddenly find out that their backup is actually way better than Russell Wilson has been.
1: I mean, I suppose that could be the case, but again, it's like they're, I think they've won three games this season, haven't they? Uh,
0: I was actually just trying to check what their record was there. I think Uh, they are
1: three, three and
0: ten. Is it? Yeah, let's have a look. Uh, well, they've been having a dreadful season anyway.
1: Yeah, and obviously, at the end of it, they won't have a first round draft pick to show for it because they traded that to Seattle
0: <laughs> for Russell Wilson as well.
1: Oh, man. I mean, that's that's good. Also, bad for us because Seattle get like a yeah, really good exactly. player, and then they've already beaten us this year without Russell Wilson. So, yeah, whether it yeah. be like when they've got like a top two or three. Talent in the draft coming to join their like defense or offense,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting as well, though, because you, you know, we were all laughing at the start of the season, weren't we, about you know how. Uh, Russell was going to go and uh, play really well in, in Denver and how Seattle somehow got stuck with Gino Smith. And now look at Gino Smith. He's, what, like number three ranked QB in fantasies, like playing really, really well. And Russell Wilson's out here struggling week after week with the Broncos. And exactly, it's not how anyone predicted whatsoever,
1: but again, is that down to Russell Wilson, like, declining or is it the fact that he's got a... Hopeless head coach in Nathaniel Hackett calling plays and all that,
0: or is it that the um, you know the the Seahawks made him look better than he was? I do think it's probably a combination of a lot of those things together. You know,
1: yeah, I mean he's not really got. I mean he's got on paper he should have a really decent like supporting cast in Denver. You know, like they've got a good young tight end. They had some good wide receivers. Although I think possibly injuries have hit
0: that. Yeah, they've they've got uh I'm just looking at their injured reserve list here and it's like a it's mile long. Um they've definitely been hit pretty badly with that this year. But
1: I know they have, lost uh what's his name? Javante Williams, the running back. He's on injured reserve. Yeah. And they also cut Melvin Gordon. So I think Chase running, Edmonds, yeah. Yeah, so I think running backs they've got possibly is that Latavius Murray, and uh, I don't know who got, else.
0: They've got Latavius Murray, they've got Marlon Mack, and they've got Mike Boone.
1: I'm sure Mike Boone got injured this past week. I definitely saw a story about him being carted off, so...
0: Uh, Again, they, they're just
1: names, aren't they, of like guys who used to be okay, but now they're sort of washed up and just in Denver, really, for a paycheck.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but... You know, still, I I do think, um you know, going into this game and, and, like, what we can expect to come out of the other side of it, Um, personally, I, I almost don't really care whether they win or lose. I just hope that we don't uh, injure any more critical players at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've got really that many left to
0: injure. <laughs> it's a good point, actually, yeah. just um, have to,
1: like, wrap Peter Baker and, like, Isaiah Simmons and Collins in... Like bubble wrap and cotton wool and all that
0: sort of stuff. And Hopkins, yeah,
1: yeah. Hopkins, Hollywood,
0: yep. JJ. Uh, yeah. JJ, yeah. Uh, JJ, for me, I just I think I've already consigned myself to the fact that he's he's gone at the end of the season from us. I mean, it would still be it would still be dreadful to see him injured again, but uh, yeah. i'm I'm looking at the game and and it's it's going to be a car crash of a game to watch, but it might be funny because of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to watch it, obviously, because we will need to talk about it in next week's podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, And it's a 2.05pm game over there as well, which is nice. Um, Yeah, so it's a 9 o'clock kickoff for us. Back back to regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, we'll
1: take that. That's fine. You know, don't have to lose sleep.
0: Do you think this has been one of the worst seasons in a couple of years for us playing at, like, strange times, because it certainly feels like it for me.
1: I mean, we've had too many primetime games, and, yeah.
0: like, we don't
1: deserve them because... No,
0: we definitely don't.
1: But, again, it's like we can't flex out of them because of where they are. Like, t- Thursday Night Football, Monday Night Football, they're all set in yeah. stone, aren't they?
0: We do have, in theory, uh, the uh it's the Sunday night game... I, I, not next. Well, yeah, next week against Tampa Bay on the uh, on Christmas Day, which is oh no, that is that. It's yeah, technically that's the, Boxing that's the, Day some, for us. Yeah, it's technically Boxing Day, but that is the Sunday night one. So there's a good chance we'll get flexed out of that. But maybe they won't bother because it's Christmas and they know that it will be kind of you know slightly lower viewer figures anyway.
1: Yeah, I think I don't think we we probably can flex that one. But I mean, if they were going to, they probably would have done so by now. Yeah, they would have talked about it. Um... I mean, Christmas is rubbish anyway, so why not see the Cardinals go against Tom Brady and like
0: <laughs> It's set up to boxing though. I mean, we'll do it anyway, won't we? Because yeah, it is course. what it is, but Of course. Um,
1: should we give you some predictions for this game then? To wrap uh, up this episode.
0: Can I just predict that it'll be awful? I mean, that's a
1: given. So <laughs> no, I'm not allowing that. <laughs> um We need
0: numbers. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Denver managed to score a sort of fairly high high game last week, I would have said that it would be a really low-scoring game. Um, But I think I might give it something like, let's call it 20-14 in favour of the Cardinals. I'm going to go
1: lower than that. Okay. I'm going to say it's going to be 12-10 to the Broncos. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. Just because, you know... If they win, it will help us with a better draft pick. So
0: yeah, yeah, it's true. I think that's the thing is with this, you know, is that as far as the outcome goes, there's kind of it doesn't matter. You know, the the closest we can get is a slightly better draft pick, or you know, at least they've not been beaten by the Broncos. That's the that's the two outcomes there. Yeah, it's basically just a shit season.
1: You know, let's just get it over with as soon as we can. Yeah, if we lose all four games, who gives a shit, really? Yeah. But I mean, like, let's please do lose all four games because uh, they <laughs> should give us like a top five draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. And then we don't have to stay up as long in the draft and we do get to draft a talented player, hopefully.
0: In theory. In theory. Well, anyway, anyway, you know, uh, yeah, I guess we'll be back next week to break down the Denver Broncos uh, game in air quotes as it will be. Um, and you know talk more about the future of the franchise i guess
1: even though we won't have a clue what's going to happen in the last three games of the season but you know yeah of course not of course we do need to like fill some like get some content for the podcast somehow so (laughs) let's just (laughs) keep going over old ground and hopefully maybe we write on one of the weeks
0: keep going in circles absolutely but yeah uh, i guess until then you know we'll, we'll do our plugs
1: Yep, so as always, if you're not following us on Twitter, go follow us at British Bird Gang. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash British Bird Gang. Join the group at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash British Bird Gang. By like British Bird Gang merch, Britishbirdgang.tml.com. And of course, if you like what we listen to on the podcast, then leave us a review wherever it is you get your podcast from. And you know, it's always nice to see people commenting saying they've listened to all the podcasts, so yeah, yeah, very much appreciate that. Even it doesn't take as much effort to do it, just <laughs> sometimes it's more of a drag than others, like this week. It's like, who really wants to talk about that Yeah, deep? yeah,
0: want to forget about it more. But now I can. I've now, you know, I'm, I'm slowly forgetting about it as we speak. Exactly. Okay. Um, well, exactly. And I guess until next week, when I will have completely forgotten about it, um, have a good weekend. We will see you then.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously the long-lasting effects of the injuries to Kyle Murray will still be fresh in everyone's memory, but other than that, you know, what game? Until then, we'll catch you for next week's episode, so goodbye.
0: See you next week, everyone. Goodbye.